bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Happy coronavirus voting, everybody. <laughs> we are officially three weeks, meow meow, wow. from voting day. Can you believe it's really here? I mean, three weeks from right now. Three fucking weeks. No matter what happens. The country is going to move in a direction that will determine the fate of the rest of our lives, period. Our lives are going to change one way or the other more than they ever have from any election. Here's what I like hearing during this time. They're all the same. Uh, they're all the same. And Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is anymore. He doesn't even know where he is half the time. So I don't really know. I mean, Trump isn't great or whatever, but like the Democrats are terrible, too. They all are corrupt. They're all terrible. I mean... Uh, Joe Biden has been in the in politics for 47 years and hasn't done anything in 47 years. And Trump at least has done something in three and a half. Yeah, that's why some dumb fuck on on our iTunes review needed to be like Linda Yoga Girl needed to be like, it must be miserable being must be hard being that miserable about us. And <laughs> oh, I was like, right. you know what, Linda? <laughs> it's not that it's hard. easy. <laughs> I find it quite simple. I just wake up like this. You know, Linda, you're the one that's miserable. <laughs> and you're so miserable that you can't handle people having passionate discussions and feeling and knowing um, the reality and living in reality, which is this isn't a normal time. This isn't the same as even with George W. Bush or whatever. This isn't about coming to the table and us all having our own opinions. That's not <laughs> what's going on here. OK. And if you can't see the fucking fire, hell, damnation, uh, lit literally. If, and if you're a religious person and I bet you are, Linda, then why don't you look at the Poor fucking Linda found us on another <laughs> podcast, came over and was like, whoa. They were, that's not how they were on people's couch. And we're like, no, no, no. Yeah, because they it, edited me. It's done been four <laughs> years. We changed, Linda. We changed. And we edit this ourselves. So <laughs> it stays. If you can't see the forest burning and you think that that's just a little, um, a little like campfire, basically you're looking at a forest fire, a wildfire of an entire state and going, that's just like a campfire. And I can say as someone who <laughs> honestly, was in the middle and I was turned off by both sides and the fucking the dogma of both sides and the whole thing and mm -hmm. I just couldn't stand it and I was in the middle and I can tell you I feel a lot better and you're right she is the miserable one because it is painful in that middle ground where you don't have a tribe you don't have a group you're bitter that you don't have one um, it bothers you that I'm speaking from experience it bothers you that there's somebody there's p people on these other sides know exactly how they feel. They know exactly what they're against. And it's not that I didn't know how I felt, but it was like I didn't feel as extreme. But 
once I just gave in and surrendered to it and it and it became quite, quite easy with Trump. And I now look at people who have remained in the middle and I'm like, no, that looks that looks that that kind of makes you look like shit because this just ain't the time to stay in the middle. You know, I heard today on Howard Stern, Benji said it's always the, the radical left or the liberals who are the most judgmental. And in a way, I understand what he's saying because the radical left and liberals are the vir- more virtue signaling. They're the shamers. It's the cancel yeah, culture. Annoying. And they're fucking annoying. <laughs> and I don't want to be told what I can and can't say. And if one more person asks me what my pronoun is, I'm a punch a baby. OK, <laughs> so fine. However, at the same time, that is the right side of the law. It's not wrong. Though that stuff isn't wrong. And if a, and I don't care if a Mike Pence gently says with his gentle voice or somebody says that they're religious and they 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 want the world to be great, but they don't want you to have the right to your own body. They don't think gays should have the right to have the same rights as everyone else. We all should have guns and um, the rich should only be blah, 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 and it goes and it goes and it goes just because you say it with a gentle voice. It doesn't make it better. No, and so, it is wrong. And there is something that comes with virtue signaling and it's virtues. <laughs> um, so get some, Linda. But we got tons and tons and tons of nice reviews. So thank every each and every one of our 14 listeners who have left multiple reviews on different computers with different names <laughs> so that we can multiply those reviews. That's exactly what we require here. Um, if you've only left one, you need to go find it. You get on somebody else's computer and go leave another one. I have taken people's phones at dinner and been like, oh, that's neat. You don't know what a podcast is? I'll show you. Give me your phone. Give, me, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I pull up Dumb Gay Politics. I go, five stars. Here, I downloaded it for you. And I also gave myself a five-star review from your phone. My own parents are going to marches, okay? Like, people are, if you're not feeling it, there's, I really do. I'm sorry. I think, and I, and I, this has radicalized me. But you're back on that other topic. I'm moving on. I'm talking oh, about sorry. reviews. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on, I'm, I can't. I can't. I knew that's I don't even have it here to talk about because I knew if I brought up Linda Yoga Girl <laughs> that Julie would spiral out. So this is some from someone else. Meow. So there's something that we haven't thought about that was don't look that was brought to my attention by listener J Dub eight two two three four five who left us a review on iTunes a couple weeks ago. Mm. So you haven't seen the review Meow. So why okay. don't you read us what J-Dub said? Because okay. she's not allowed near the reviews, you guys. Because one Linda <laughs> Yoga Girl and our week is ruined. I can't, because I, of Meow Meow, not because of me. Because I like it. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I do not. Okay, it says sarcasm plus politics plus funny people. Oh, now this I can get into. <laughs> I've listened to the show since the day I got over my hangover learning Trump was president. They take politics and turn it into dumb layman's terms that's fun to follow. Brandy and Julie are a great duo who work together to break down the important stuff you need to know in an easily swallow capsule. I like it better than the da- <gasps> I like it better than the Daily Show. Also the theme song is holding up way too well. Oh. J-Dub nailed it. Oh, but- it makes it puts the other thing in a fog. That's right. I don't even remember it now, but nope. guess what, Mamo? What? What J-Dub has brought has been brought into our attention. What? Three weeks from now, we're going to have a big decision to make. What? Well, do we change the theme song to the podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> is is it going to still be Trumpanas? <gasps> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, my God. Let me go back to Linda Yoga Girl because I don't want to have to think about these types of no, things. No, fuck her! <laughs> fucking tell me fucking shit. I'm... And I mean, it is the theme song 
is holding up way too well. I mean, shit. the shit is Trump Anna's. Well, yeah, if Biden and Harris become Jojo Kiki become president, vice president. It's not going to be Trump Anna's. I know it's going to be Jojo Kiki, Jojo <laughs> Kiki. So I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. We'll see when you guys tell us what you think. Um, Jojo Kiki. <laughs> Jojo Kiki. I don't know. I have to think of it. But it's song. still going to be Trump Anna's for at least a year because true. they got a giant mess to clean up. That's true. And we'd rather have the problem about our theme song than the problem of Trump again. So that's true. You know, it's a good problem to have. And I just thought it was funny. I like I was sitting. I've been sitting on this for days. I'm like, I can't wait for her to find out that we're probably gonna have to change our theme song and we don't want to and what's she gonna say but we have a year where i'm giving us right now a year but then from there who knows you know yeah because shit could be kamala oh you want it to be some love song to, from you to kamala girl <laughs> country is going well <laughs> turn the lights down later <laughs> <laughs> Your bright eyes and smile <laughs> running the country. Her <laughs> eyes. Oh, my God. I mean, I have her as my screensaver. Like, we are so whopped over here over over Kamala Harris. It's She's problematic. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <sighs> okay, so. Okay, so basically, if you guys want to leave us a comment on the on the theme song, we're I mean, I know. I'm sure people out there are like, please don't do lady <laughs> lay yourself down by the fire. Hello, <laughs> is it me you're looking for? Come along. Now, I can see it in your eyes. you can't leave really give us, you know, your feedback on that unless you want to join our Patreon. We do have a website, julianbrandy.com um, or dumbgaypolitics.com for you to send us a message through. But it's just easier to join the Patreon. So mm -hmm. um, tell them how to join the Patreon. Man, Matt. If you want to join the Patreon, you go to www.patreon. <laughs> God www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can get one podcast for one dollar a week or two podcasts for two dollars a week and we don't talk politics it's everything but they're messy they're weird they're they're listen just this uh week we discussed on our two dollar patreon podcast whether julie should get an instant pot or an air fryer <laughs> and somehow we ended up fucking talking about outback steakhouse and literally going so deep into what we were going to order at Outback Steakhouse the minute the podcast was over and we were going to eat 10 steaks, a house <laughs> salad and a blooming onion. And mm. then our erotic third, Devin Verana, sent us a fucking gift certificate to Outback Steakhouse. I mean, that's I, I, I never in a million years would have imagined Devin. Stop it. <laughs> We are so fucking there, Devin. Oh it's not God. even funny. And shout out to Patreon subscriber Lisa Elias, mm. who commented last week, best money I spend is on these <laughs> Patreons. You know what? Thank you, Lisa. That's nice. It's what gets us away from Linda the Yoga Girl. <laughs> Fuck her! <laughs> do you guys see how I do it? Do you see how I do it? It's like when you keep God. poking the dog and the dog growls at you while it's sleeping because that's what Pee Wee does. I cannot. Oh, it's everyone is the same. Everyone. They're not the same. They're not the same. Linda Yoga Girl didn't say that. She said it must be hard being that miserable. But that's what she means. That's what she <laughs> If you feel. Oh, are you thrilled, Linda? You love not having being go to work and stay at home and can't find toilet paper and that there's a pandemic and that Apple doesn't pay taxes and that Trump is in bed with China and Russia and that fucking the world thinks that we're ridiculous and that we're a joke and that Mike Pence thinks that the earth is flat. Exactly. Go do some yoga, you stupid twat face. <laughs> so I think that Lisa commented that on the episode where we unboxed our Halloween costume from Carrie Nataro. Mm. 
just in case you guys don't know, we're going to be Jojo Siwa and Abby Lee Miller. Mm-hmm. And H- Carrie hooked us up with most of the fit. Yeah. Um, all we need now are the wigs. Yeah. We need the invitation to Jeffrey Star's <laughs> Halloween party <laughs> that he right. is having. That's right. And I literally got up my phone to be like, <sighs> text like Johnny and other people and be like, how can we get into the Jeffree Star Halloween party? And I was like, no, this is tone deaf. <laughs> so I'm going to try and figure out how to get that invitation because obviously him having the party is tone deaf. It's ridiculous. Us wanting to go to the party is tone deaf. The worst. So the middleman who gets us to the party needs to also be a tone deaf twat like yeah. us. Like maybe Linda the Yoga Girl can hook us up. Tone deaf twat. <laughs> tone so, deaf twat. So mm-hmm. now my goddaughter's grandma, um, who she calls her Gigi. Mm. Gigi, and it's from Ren Amber Clothing. W-R-E-N-A-M-B-E-R, you guys. My goddaughter's name is Ren Amber. Her grandma, Gigi, her name's also Amber, is going to make you your big giant (gasps) JoJo Siwa bow. Oh, my God. Gigi, no. (laughs) Gigi. Ticks in the lemon tree, my love. Gigi, hello, my love. (laughs) Ticks in the lemon tree, my love. Johnny, you know. (laughs) Gigi. Gigi just had her baby, my man. Gigi had her baby. Gigi, my man. Oh, she's going to take her her baby, David. You're not going to be able to see the baby, though. We'll hate you. <laughs> Gigi, Bella, Mohammed. What's the other one's name? Um, Malinois. Yes. <laughs> Anwar. Anwar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, basically, though, I wanted to tell you guys if any of you... If you, any of you have little kids, Ren Amber Clothing, um, RenAmber.com is, it's a fashion line for little kids, but Gigi, a.k.a. Amber, is doing custom Halloween costumes, mm. and she can do adults, and God knows my friend Jessica, she's gonna, they, every year they match, they do ma- matching all outfits, like they do, oh, they do like they're the Flintstone, or then the, I think this year they're doing like Aladdin, That's so cute. it's like if you get into it, like Jessica, and you know she has access to the Gigi. Yeah, so she bitch can get anything she wants. Oh, Gigi! And then Ren is always styling. So you guys, I mean, look, if we didn't have Carrie Nataro, our full-on fourteen listener stylist, mm. like she would have been done, been done making the whole thing for us. You well, know, I'd be it's an on. Abby Lee I Miller loose black pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. You're gonna be in a wheelchair. I'm gonna roll. I don't care if there's no party to go to. We're gonna dress up. We're gonna put masks on, and we're gonna roll down the street. And I'm gonna be like, Hey, everybody! <laughs> That's right. I'm straight. But if anybody else is gonna do any kind of tone deaf Halloween festivities, you really, or if you're just gonna do an Instagram moment at your house, right? You gotta look, check out Ren Amber because there's yeah. you can have exactly whatever you want. I mean, Ren has every single princess dress mm. homemade by. I'm talking about so in the game and so deeply spoiled in a good way that she's like, um, what are the stupid bitches from Frozen? Let it go. What's her um, names though? Ira. Oh, Anna. Ira, Anna. Ira. Anna and. Well, whatever. You know, Adele yeah. Dazim. Yeah. She'll be like, where's <laughs> she want? She has the because the, they have a dressy and then they have more of like a pedestrian. She has the dressy looks of like Belle, mm. you know, when Belle's shopping in yes. the blue and then she has the blue and the yellow. And nice. then when she got her thing frozen, she she needed Anna, but she needed the. You know, she needed the same too. She needed not just, but she needed both the pedestrian look right. and then the dressy look. Right. Because you know they have the one they turn beautiful then at the they end dress or up, whatever. Yeah. Whenever they f- land thaws out or whatever the mm-hmm, fuck happens in the story, mm-hmm, yeah. then they put on a beautiful body. So she has both, 
And that's the kind of thing we're dealing with with Ren Amber. Like you can have whatever your spoiled child demands. Perfect. We're talking about meeting demands of children. And you know what? If you're not a child and you know you want to be Aladdin now that I mentioned that, like Jessica, (laughs) you know you do. And like the Kardashians, Mm. I say go in, look at every single thing the Kardashians have ever done with North. Or you can go to the Ren Amber Instagram and check out the costumes that she's made there. Ren Amber clothing on Instagram. Or just go to RenAmber.com and place your fucking order. (laughs) Now it's time to do a deep dive into what is sure to be the last debate of the 2020 presidential campaign. And probably the most historically significant debate of all time. When you're running for the White House... And you want to get ahead, you got to get attention, or else your campaign's dead. <laughs> Iowa, New Hampshire, it's always been your dream. And it might work out, just don't become a me. Don't become a me. You gotta keep your image clean Don't become a me Some things can't be unseen Everything you do ends up on YouTube Everything you do ends up on YouTube Don't you know that everything you do ends up on YouTube Everything you do ends up on you to Ruth. Keep this in your hair. Don't ever try to speak Spanish if you don't know how. El hombre del Pelequin. All right. So last Wednesday, the Commission of Presidential Debates hired Susan Page of USA Today to moderate the first and only vice presidential debate in Salt Lake City, Utah. The debate was between Senator Kamala Harris and current Vice President Mike Pence and featured special guest, the coronavirus. I'm Susan Page of USA Today. It is my honor to moderate this debate, an important part of our democracy. In Kingsbury Hall tonight, we have a small and socially distant audience, and we've taken extra precautions during this pandemic. Among other things, everyone in the audience is required to wear a face mask, and the candidates will be seated 12 feet apart. The audience is enthusiastic about their candidates, but they've agreed to express that enthusiasm only twice, <laughs> at the end of the debate. Can you believe? And now, like Susan. when I introduce the candidates, <laughs> please welcome California Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence. I mean, the level of coronavirus, like, they were like, fuck six feet. We're doing 12 and plexiglass, okay? Because <laughs> we know Vice President Mike Pence has been around a cesspool of sewage monsters who have been eating coronavirus for the last six months. Yeah. So for this debate special, we pulled the clips and highlights that we found the most interesting or relevant. There are tons of things that we couldn't include in the interest of time, so we apologize in advance if your favorite part from your favorite candidate doesn't get the attention you feel it deserved, Linda. (laughs) We also want to apologize in advance if we float an opinion that upsets you, Linda. We recommend leaving us a hate note on our Patreon page, or better yet, leave us a bad review on iTunes. A bad review is still a review, and we like to get our numbers up. Right, meow meow? That's right. So thank you, Linda. (laughs) Yoga pants or whatever your name is. Linda yoga lady or Mm -hmm. Linda yoga girl. Mm -hmm. 
So the first topic up for discussion was, of course, the special guest, coronavirus. Now, a lot of the back and forth with coronavirus was redundant and repetitive, being that it's shit that we already know. But you may not blame the Trump administration for the coronavirus, but you have no choice to blame them for where we are now with the economy and healthcare. The Republican Senate shoots down every corona bill that would provide help to people who are unemployed. We got one stimulus check, one. This has been going on since March. It's called a stimulus check because it's supposed to stimulate the economy. But the Republicans vote down every stimulus package that the Democrats pass because they hate helping people and they hate social programs that provide for low-income communities. But turns out, sweetie, government led by hate and greed has no place in a pandemic because now our economy is royally fucked. Believe it, because it's a fact. That's right. Republicans should have passed that Andrew Yang $1,000 a month and made Jeff Bezos and Mark Fuckerberg pay for it. And we'd be looking at a very different debate. But they didn't, so here we are. And the first Corona question of the night, meow meow, went to <laughs> Kamala. What would a Biden administration do in January and February that a Trump administration wouldn't do? Would you impose new lockdowns for businesses and schools and hotspots? A federal mandate to wear masks? You have two minutes to respond without interruption. Thank you, Susan. Mm. Well, the <laughs> American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. And here are the facts. 210,000 dead people in our country in just the last several months. Over 7 million people who have contracted this disease. One in five businesses closed. We're looking at frontline workers who have been treated like sacrificial workers. We are looking at over 30 million people who in the last several months had to file for unemployment. And here's the thing. On January 28th, the vice president and the president were informed about the nature of this pandemic. They were informed that it's lethal in consequence, that it is airborne, that it will affect young people, and, and that, that it, is it airborne. would be contracted <laughs> because it is airborne. <laughs> and they knew what was happening and they didn't tell you. Can you imagine if you knew on January 28th, as opposed to March 13th, what they knew, what you might have done to prepare? Well, we didn't even know on March 13th they knew to and even they wear the mask. It up. No. The president said it was a hoax. They minimized the seriousness of it. The president said, you're on one side of his ledger if you wear a mask, you're on the other side of his ledger if you don't. And in spite of all of that, today they still don't have a plan. They still don't have a plan. Well, Joe Biden does. And our plan is about what we need to do around a national strategy for contact tracing, for testing, for administration of the vaccine, and making sure that it will be free for all. That is the plan that Joe Biden has and that I have, knowing that we have to get a hold of what has been going on and we need to save our country. And Joe Biden is the best leader to do that. And frankly, this administration Thank has forfeited Thank you, their right to reelection based Th on this. Thank you. Ooh. That could have been very I mean, strong if she wasn't interrupted by fuckface Susan. Oh my God, fuckface Susan, the level. I mean, Mike Pence droned on and on five million times. Susan, sorry, if not to just go off on a little bit of a tangent. Suze, 
Um, not forceful enough. Just and she let Mike Pence with his condescending bullshit. Yeah. And then she would constantly come in there at the end, and it's like you need to let somebody do their powerful button. Yeah, you're undermining like the the hardcoreness of the message. Mm. Like they forfeited their right to reelection. That's the line of the night. Yeah, and Susan the Poozer stepped on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's so right. then the poozer follows up with a question for Mike Pence, who let's not forget. OK, Mike Pence was the head of the <laughs> coronavirus task force. Mm-hmm. OK, there are plenty of problems with the Trump administration that Mike Pence has nothing to do with. But how they handled the coronavirus isn't one of them. This is literally Mike Pence's fault. Vice President Pence, more than 210,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 since February. The U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population is higher than that of almost every other wealthy nation on Earth. For instance, our death rate is two and a half times that of Canada next door. You head the administration's coronavirus task force. Why is the U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population higher than that of almost every other wealthy country. And you have two minutes to respond Why, Mike? without interruption. Why, Mike? The reality is when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. Really? I and mean, quite frankly, hmm. uh, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. Uh, uh, I think the American people know that this is a president who has put the health of America first and the American people, I believe with my heart, can be proud of the sacrifices they have made. It saved countless American lives. Senator Harris, would you like to respond? Absolutely. Uh, Whatever the vice president is claiming the administration has done, clearly it hasn't worked. When you're looking at over 210,000 dead bodies in our country, American lives, that have been lost, families that are grieving that loss. And you know, the vice president is the head of the task force and knew on January 28th how serious this was. And then thanks to Bob Woodward, we learned that they knew about it. And then when that was exposed, the vice president said, when asked, well, why didn't y'all tell anybody? He said, because the president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's get so I, but, no, but Susan, no, I, Susan. 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 Shut the I, fuck I, up, I, Susan. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You can have 15 more seconds, and then we'll give the vice president a chance to So respond. I want to ask the American people, how calm were you when you were panicked about where you're going to get your next roll of toilet paper? Uh-huh. How calm were you when your kids were sent home from school and you didn't know when they could go back? How calm Thank were you, you Thank when you, your Senator children Harris. couldn't see your parents because you were afraid they could kill them? I mean, I remember getting toilet paper and doing all that, too. And, you know, and it was people were freaking the fuck out. No one was calm. No one. And also. And no one knew that we were we could have worn masks. Right. That's simply like regardless, you know, we have to wear the masks now. We have no idea what what the difference would have been in quarantine Mm -hmm. had the masks been mandated from the jump. Right. You know. Yeah. And um, I think that's funny that plagiarism was brought up, being that Melania Trump literally said uh, Michelle Obama's speech at the Republican National Convention. I mean, a full paragraph, uh, a a directly copied uh, paragraph. 
And just so you guys know, we had cut out a chunk of his answer because one of the benchmarks of his performance at the debate was that um, he never answered the question. Yeah. So he would, he they would ask the question, he'd defer and deter and do whatever the <laughs> fuck and not answer it and then finally get to some semblance when he knew he was going to run out of time. And so that's what happened there. It was like, we cut to when he finally says that their plan is basically a plagiarized right. version of their plan. Mm -hmm. But he hadn't answered the question. He hadn't answered it, and whatever he was doing was a lie anyway. So she then goes on to press him further about why, again, as the head of the coronavirus task force, he was sitting shoulder to shoulder at an event in the White House Rose Garden with no mask. Vice President Pence, you were in the front row Pinch. in a Rose Garden event. Vice President Pence, what seems to have been a super spreader event. I'm a Christian for senior administration Pinch. congressional officials. Remember no that lady. Vice President you Pinch. mask, and now a cluster of coronavirus remember. cases among those who were there. there. How can you expect Americans to Pinch. follow the administration's <laughs> safety guidelines to protect Americans. themselves from COVID Americans. when you at the White House have not been doing so? Yeah. Yes. That, if I may say, that Rose Garden event, been a great deal of oh, we had to cut out the beginning of this too because it's all about. My wife Karen and I were there and honored to be Karen. there. Fucking Karen. Many of the people who were at that event, <laughs> Susan, actually were tested for coronavirus. And it was an outdoor event, which yeah. all of our scientists regularly and routinely advise. The difference here is President Trump and I trust the American people to make choices in the best interest of their health. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris consistently talk about mandates and not not just mandates with the coronavirus oh, but no. a government takeover How of health care the you, green new deal all the control we're about Didn't answer the question. respecting never the answered one question Let's actually talk about respecting the american people oh yeah you respect the american people when you tell them the truth you respect the american people when you have the courage Which we've to be a leader done. speaking of those <gasps> things that you may not want people to hear but they need to hear so they can protect themselves but this administration stood on information that if you had as a parent, if you had as a worker knowing you didn't have enough money saved up, and now you're standing in a food line because of the ineptitude of an administration that was unwilling to speak the truth to the American people. So let's talk about caring about the American people. The American people have had to sacrifice far too much because of the incompetence of this administration. It is asking too much of the people. Susan, we talk no, about it is asking too what? much of Don't the people. Don't you interrupt. Look. That they would not be equipped with the information they need to help themselves to protect Susan, their parents the and their no, children. I'm sorry. We've told the American people the truth every step of the way. He is, if you weren't paying attention to Mike Pence and you think, oh, he's better than Trump and whatever, he's just a lifelong politician, he is possibly an even bigger liar than Trump. He's such a sociopath. Oh, my God. And by the God. way, by the way, by the way, wow. you were at the super spreader event. You didn't say why. You wanted to say that, yep. the, that the American people should decide for themselves so that they can do exactly what you did. And then you had the audacity to show up there with Karen with pink eye. Yes, the motherfucker right. had pink eye, you guys. And I'm sure you know, I'm sure you've seen every meme. Mm-hmm every single fucking tweet and Facebook post and Instagram post mm -hmm. of the pink eye, okay? And there was a goddamn fly fucking <laughs> posting up in his fucking covid -y hair and I don't need him standing up there acting like, oh, you know, it was outdoors and that's what the scientists recommend. And it's like, you you didn't the Democrat take any of it seriously and you all got fucking burned, including you, Mike Pence, because you have pink eye now. <laughs> you have pink eye. And I'm eye. quite sure he's about to have corona.
Yeah. If he hadn't already had it. Exactly. The mandate they love. We trust the American people. All you want to do is mandate. All you want to do is regulation. You know what? You're right. You're right. When there's a barrier on a bridge that says don't jump here or maybe don't drive your car off here. That's a mandate that says don't drive your car off a bridge. What you're saying is, you know what? I trust people in the dark not to have a light at the end of a bridge (laughs) where there's no wall where you could drive your car off of the bridge You're that's a good analogy man at first i was like i don't know where she's going with this this isn't <laughs> gonna turn out well but it turned out great you're right we need help we don't know if there's if it's dark we need somebody's gonna need to put up you know tell us that something's there and they didn't and they knew and they didn't and if and you're it's, it's and if crazy. you are pro-life you have no standing telling anyone that they can do what they want you are a fucking hypocrite and I'm not going to fucking hear it from someone like Mike Pence. Excuse me. So what you're saying say, is that if because he's pro-life, he wants to make it so we're not allowed to have abortions. But yet he wants to, us to be able to decide for ourselves if we want to wear a mask. So we should be able to make our own choice if we want to wear a mask. But we shouldn't be able to have an abortion if we need to. Which could possibly kill someone. OK, now that we know that people die from it or get horrible, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's random. Blah, 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 who knows? Whatever. But yes. If you don't like mandates and you think that the American people can decide for themselves, I'm not talking about people who just don't believe in abortion for themselves. You know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to those of you who want to legislate abortion. You are a fucking hypocrite. And they're not a hypocrite unless they don't unless they don't believe in masks or that's what I'm saying. Or people should decide for themselves. And I guarantee you every boogaloo boy, every Mm -hmm. poodle doodly boy, every (laughs) white fucking supremacist is pro-life. And they would have you mandate every woman would make sure that they're going to fucking tell you what to do with your body. But God forbid anyone should tell them to wear a mask or maybe not have an AK-47. I'm fucking not having it anymore. So I felt like, you know, in, in the general consensus, and I'm sure you guys agree, was just kind of like we were all needing Kamala Harris to like, you know, rip Mike Pence a new vagina. But... <laughs> Basically, you know, she couldn't and she didn't. And it's that age old thing. It's like, you know, God forbid she come in there like some hardcore bitch. And the thing with Kamala Harris is that, you know, we really cut our teeth on her skill set on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. And, you know, she just didn't need to fucking pander to anyone in the Senate. And it was like she was just being like a prosecutor, you know. So this is a little different. And I and I do get that. We thought about maybe not even doing this because obviously it's like a week old now. But because it's so historical and also because I've watched it now four times and I still on this last time was like, oh, I never heard that because it just gets boring (laughs) and you're not paying attention. And I just want to say, like. This is the moment where I think it kind of changed for her it, or it it or it changed for me. Whereas she came in, this is still, you know, in the first 15 minutes of the debate. We want her to oh my God, be aggressive like, and top him down to right, the ground. Right. Peggy Put, Davis peg him eyes. through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And when and when she did this moment with Susan Page, I realized okay what we what we've got is sparkly eye hold me you know kamala the kamala from the town hall who pretended she knew about the podcast (laughs) and smiled at you and laughed and i was like Mm. okay and so this is where i switched the way Mm. i was watching it okay uh kamala harris senator harris i mean i'm sorry it's fine i'm kamala no no you're senator harris to me um, for life to get back to normal, Ooh. Dr. Yeah, that was the moment, and other though. experts say 
that most of the people who can uh, be Susan vaccinated ruined it, but need to be vaccinated. But half of Americans now say they wouldn't take a vaccine if it was released now. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Oh, snap. Boop, 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 the whole boop, thing boop. from I'm Kamala, it's yeah. fine. Yep. And to I'm not taking the vaccine. Just I was like, yep, that ch- falls right in line with my entire belief system all the way through to my core. Right. You know, just Nothing all more of to it. Be said. I'm yeah. not fucking taking that vaccine. No, no. way. No, no how, honey. No, 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 no way. No. no how. And then here comes Vice President Schitz <laughs> ignoring the question so he can go back and try and defend their bullshit vaccine and accuse her of undermining the government. Hey, Cupcake, <laughs> you undermined yourself sitting at a fucking super spreader event with no mask and showing up a week later with pink eye that was so ripe <laughs> that a fly made a nest in your hair for a full two minutes. The reality is that we're going to have a vaccine, <laughs> Senator, in record time, in unheard of time, in less than a year. Because it's really we just lemonade in, <laughs> in a syringe. clinical trials. And we're right now producing tens of millions of doses. Oh, oh, so. Oh. The fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine, if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. And Senator, I I just ask you, Uh, stop playing politics with people's lives. The reality is that we will have a vaccine, we believe, before the end of this year. And it will have the capacity to save countless American lives and, and your continuous undermining uh, of confidence in a vaccine is just, it, it's just unacceptable. Undermining. Like, uh, stop playing politics with people's lives. Trump literally tweeted today to Joe Biden, hey Joe, where's the purse that goes with your mask? I mean, I can't even the level of politics they played with people's lives, with all of our lives for, in every way, not just from our literal life, but from our rent our mortgage our bills are i mean people are standing in food lines that are that are seven hours long that where all the food is gone by 10 a.m i mean Mm -hmm. it's and to say that you're undermining or playing politics with people's lives when california is burning and trump says i you know these democrat run cities it's these democrat run these states or these democrat run cities like i told them that they should you know what happens when leaves when too many leaves get into the, then these are Democrats, or with the with You're rioting, right. or with whatever. Oh, these Democrat-run cities, or when the militia went up in in Michigan with guns and they did nothing because they were white. All they do is play politics with our lives. So that's the last technical question about the pandemic, and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge how fucking historical the debate is between the coronavirus, the president being Trump. And that the Democratic vice presidential nominee <laughs> is a mixed race black woman. The shit is bananas. <laughs> the shit is Trumpanas, Mammy. Uh, it's Trumpanas. So when we're preparing these debate specials, I always go back and find the last debate special we did so I can use the template. Okay. Mm, okay. So the last debate we did was the week of March 15th, and it was just Bernie and Biden. And when I was going through the template, 
I saved this little snippet, okay, from the template to take you guys down memory lane and give you a little context on how fucking incredible and historical this Mike Pence slash Kamala Harris debate really is, okay? So, in the template, it said, regular weed questions, in parentheses, for when we all go back to not having coronavirus. Okay, this was in March March 15th. It's now, we'll just say October 15th for the sake of... Okay, that never happened or hasn't yet. Then at this point in the debate, this is the notation. At this point in the debate, they fake Skyped in questions from voters <laughs> and some asshole came on asking about what they would do as president to highlight women's issues. Okay, so then we play the clip of Biden and the, the notation on the clip says this is when Biden shut the game down and dropped the mic and won the debate. So listen up if you missed it live, because what he says is exciting, but the delivery is a little sleepy. And what did he say, Mama? That he would choose a woman vice uh, running mate. And here we, and here we fucking are. are. And it really gave us life. I mean, we were yeah. so depressed about Elizabeth Warren. And when he said he would pick a woman, something just happened for us. Like yep. it, he really changed and it was, that was already super Tuesday had just happened. No one has ever. I mean, you know, since Mo Geraldine Ferrara, oh, and we Mondale doing that. Wow. And talk about a legend. Watch, talk got, about a legend. Go watch that documentary. She was amazing and doesn't get the, the credit she deserves. If I don't get every single pair of glasses she's wearing in that documentary, <laughs> I, I can't even watch it because <laughs> the glasses haunt me. They haunt me. But normally you, you know, until this, election cycle there hasn't been one male that i know of who has committed to really saying i will choose a woman understanding how important that is yeah because even if john mccain you know ultimately he didn't even want to be with that loser right and he certainly <laughs> didn't commit to it it was you know forced on him but it changed everything for us with biden and and here we are and here's who we picked and it's who we wanted and mm -hmm. it's just like there is no way after doing this podcast for four fucking years that we're not going to cover the debate of the first, you uh, know, the first female, first black woman. Yeah. Fucking vice presidential nominee. Yeah. Are you crazy? Because she's not the first female because Geraldine Ferrara. That's true. Be, there were there were more and there was just yeah, the first right. black woman. She, there were before. Yeah. Just on a ticket. And we're just stoked on Shurichism. it. Just yeah. beyond beyond. Exactly. It's fucking incredible. So this uh. is the point of the debate where they jump off coronavirus to ask regular read questions about like taxes and climate change and shit but of course we exist in a covid vacuum now so no matter what the answer is it will always come back to cornova <laughs> vice president pence your administration has been predicting a rapid and robust recovery but the latest economic report suggests that's not happening should americans be braced for an economic comeback that is going to take not months but a year or more you have two minutes to answer uninterrupted when president trump and i took office America had gone through the slowest economic recovery since the Great Depression. It's when Joe Biden was vice president, they tried to tax and spend and regulate and bail our way back to a growing economy. President Trump cut taxes across the board. Despite what uh, Senator Harris says, the average American family of four had $2,000 in savings in taxes. And with the rise in wages that occurred, most predominantly for blue-collar, hardworking Americans, the average household income for a family of four increased by $4,000 following President Trump's tax cuts. But America, you just heard Senator Harris tell you, on day one, Joe Biden's going to raise your taxes. 
It's really remarkable to think. I mean, right after a time where we're going through a pandemic that lost 22 million jobs at the height, we've already added back 11.6 million jobs because we had a president who cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy, fought for free and fair trade, and secured $4 trillion from the Congress of the United States to give direct payments to families, save 50 million jobs through the Paycheck Protection Program. We literally have spared no expense to help the American people and the American worker through this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to raise taxes. They want to bury our economy under a $2 trillion Green New Deal, which you were one of the original co-sponsors of in the United States Senate. They want to abolish fossil fuels and ban fracking, which would cost hundreds of thousands of American jobs all across the heartland. And Joe Biden wants to go back to the economic surrender to China, that when we took office, half of our international trade deficit was with China alone. And Joe Biden wants to repeal all of the tariffs that President Trump put into effect to fight for American jobs and American workers. Joe Biden says democracy's on the ballot. Make no mistake about it, Susan. The, the American economy, the American comeback is on the ballot with four more years of growth Thank you, and opportunity, Thank you, four more years of President Donald Trump Come back from what? what you did. What you did. You're having to stage your own comeback. Yeah, it's insane. So then Kamala responds. Because she didn't say that they were going to tax everyone. She said they were going to tax the wealthy. Right. Senator Harris. Well, I mean, I thought we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear he will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. He said he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Uh, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm speaking. Be important if you said the truth. Ugh. Joe Biden said <laughs> twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Good. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family two thousand dollars in a tax break every single year. That Senator, is, that is absolutely not true. That is he only bill, cutting is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? If you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation. Okay? Please. Okay. It's not a conversation though, it's a debate. Joe Biden so will not raise taxes on anyone who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. He has been very clear about that. Joe Biden will not end fracking. He has been very clear about that. Well that's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> Joe Biden is the one who, during the, the Great Recession, was responsible for the Recovery Act that brought America back. And now the Trump-Pence administration wants to take credit when they, ran, when they rode the co coattails of Joe Biden's success for the economy that they had at the beginning of their term. Of course, now the economy is a complete disaster. But Joe Biden, on the one hand, did that. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who has reigned over a recession that is being compared to the Great Depression. On the one hand, you have Joe Biden, who was responsible with President Barack Obama for the Affordable Care Act, which brought health care to over 20 million Americans and protected people with pre-existing conditions. And what it also did is it saved those families who otherwise were going bankrupt because of hospital bills they could not afford. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who's in court right now, trying to get rid of Thank you, trying Harris. to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, which means that Fact. you will lose protections if you have pre-existing conditions. And I just this is very important, Susan. Yes, and it's important. We need to give, Susan. We need to give Vice President. I, I just like to, why? You interrupted me, and I'd like to just finish, please. 
If you have a pre-existing condition, heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer, they're coming for you. If you love someone who has a pre-existing condition, Thank you. Thank they're you, coming Harris. for you. If you are under the age of 26 on your parents' coverage, they're coming for you. They're, I'm going to come for Susan is what I'm going to do. <laughs> you want to know what I'm going to do is I'm going to come for fucking Susan. And just so it's clear, the thing with the, you know, the, the tax reform, his tax reform code or whatever, there it's not all bad. The problem is that the apparently like corporate taxes were at 32% or 35% or whatever, and now they're at 21%. And we pay, regular people are paying more than fucking corporations. So... They think Republicans love to think that that's what stimulates the economy, but and they love to act like because whatever the tax cut was across the board, the the point of it was that whatever you want semantic semantics, yeah, the tax cuts benefited the rich and corporations right. more than us. Yes. Period. period. So you can take your fucking extra two hundred dollars and go shove it right up your fucking pussy, yeah, but. It's not WAP because the because fucking Jeff Bezos is more thrilled and fucking Tim Cook and all of them. It's and by it the benefited way, rich people and corporations the most. That's why he bothered. That is why he bothered. And isn't it interesting that the corporate tax cuts are made to be permanent and the individual tax very one percent cuts are to expire? Wow. OK, so then she moves on to climate she asked Mike Pence if he believes that man-made changes in the earth are, could be possibly causing the hurricanes and fires. And it's really just another chance for him to evade more direct questions. Do you believe, as the scientific community has concluded, that man-made climate change has made wildfires bigger, hotter, and more deadly, and have made hurricanes hotter. wetter, slower, <laughs> and more damaging? Wetter. Yeah. With regard to wildfires, President Trump and I believe that forest management has to be front and center. And even Governor Gavin Newsom from your state has agreed we've got to work on forest management. Yeah, the leaves. And with regard to hurricanes, the National Oceanic Administration tells us that actually as, as difficult as they are. Thank you, Vice President. There are no more hurricanes <laughs> today than there were 100 years ago. You guys, that's, thank you. But many of the climate alarmists use hurricanes and wildfires. Flyers? Thank There's you a wildfire in your head. Green New Deal. He waited to the end. And are going to always put Thank American you. Answer jobs the question. Do you hear this? First. Of course. He constantly evaded, evaded, evaded. And then he wants to just use words like the Oceanic Institute. And then he says stuff like climate alarmists to dog whistle that climate change isn't real and it isn't happening and we're doing great. Somebody sat in a room and trained him how to bullshit for two full minutes mm -hmm. and only start answering the question in the last 30 seconds so that he would get cut off. Yep. And that's what he's doing every time. Every so time. So now they go to, um, he of course brings up the Green New Deal. He brought it up 50,000 times to Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. He loves, that's just, I mean, it's a dog whistle to the base. Oh, yeah. oh that is meat. meat. That's right. It's meat and potatoes, Megan. It's <laughs> meat and potatoes because God knows every Republican and fucking right wing person hates hearing about the Green New Deal. Of course, Susan needs to come in. She asked Kamala about <laughs> what her stance is on the Green New Deal. Senator Harris, as the vice president mentioned, you co-sponsored the Green New Deal in Congress. But Vice President Biden said in last debate that he does not support Black the pink Green in New Deal. Your area. But if you look at the Biden-Harris campaign website, it describes the Green New Deal as a crucial framework. Mm. 
What exactly would be the stance of a Biden-Harris administration toward the Green New Deal? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. So first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. I will repeat that Joe Biden has been very clear that he thinks about growing jobs, which is why he will not increase taxes for anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year. Joe Biden's economic plan, Moody's, which is a reputable Wall Street firm, Moody's. has said will create <laughs> 7 million more jobs than Donald Trump's. And part of those jobs that will be created by Joe Biden are going to be about clean energy and renewable energy. Because you see, Joe understands that the west coast of our country is burning, including my home state of California. Joe sees what is happening on the Gulf states, which are being battered it's our by home storms. State too. Joe has seen and talked with the farmers in Iowa, we have the same whose home entire state as her. crops have been destroyed oh, because of floods. <laughs> And so Joe believes, again, in science. I'll tell you we something, so much Susan. I served when I first got to the Senate on the committee that's responsible for the environment. Do you know this administration took the word science off the website? Her last name starts with an H like mine. Oh, my God. And then took the phrase climate change off the website? <laughs> this, we have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they Pamela, don't believe her in science. Her name's Kamala. Oh, my God. And Joe's oh plan is it about never saying ends. we're going to deal with it, but we're also going to create jobs. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the science is telling us this. You know what Donald Trump said? Science doesn't know. So that's let's true. Talk that's about a, that's fucking true. Look up the clip. Lead our Look country up. over the course of the next four years on what is an existential threat to us as human beings. Joe is about saying we're going to invest that in renewable energy. It's going to be about the creation of millions of jobs. We will achieve net um, zero emissions by 2050 carbon neutral by 2035. Joe has a plan. This has been a lot of talk from the Trump administration, and really it has been to go backward instead of forward. We will also re-enter the climate agreement with pride. Yeah, we're going to re-enter the Paris climate agreement with crop. With gonna gay pride. <laughs> with gay motherfucking pride, my man. Yeah, like they want to use climate change like a thing of that it, it's it's against American interests. It's bad for jobs because they want to, like I said before, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know why Republicans can't get, can't have like a grasp of the, they don't care about the future. They're so fucking greedy. They only care about now. They think of jobs as only in the now and we all need to live and pay our rent and blah, blah, blah. But if you think about the future, then there'll be more and different and vast of a diversity of jobs. But of course, they can't think of it because they just want their 22 percent corporate they don't, tax cut. They don't want to allow abortion, but yet they don't care about their own kids and grandkids because yeah, there's weird. no way you could not be obsessed to the point of distraction yeah. with climate change if you had children and grandchildren. Yeah, if you really believe in the sanctity of life, you would care about life on Earth. You would care about actual life. And if you think wearing a mask mm, is so terrible, God, okay. I mean, I'm just never great, more grateful every day than I don't have a kid because I'm just thinking this just sucks. Pretty soon. Keep going the way we're going. We're not just going to have on an M360 mask or whatever yep. the fuck they're called. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be in a full fucking full face covered gas mask with that thing that looks like an elephant that comes out. Yeah. And we're all yeah. going to look like weird freaks with those big yeah. circles where yeah. our eyes go. Yeah. And we're going to be walking around. Right. From the part mm -hmm. in ET that scared the shit oh, out of me. Awful, awful. I like, think about that's, that's like that. That is just going to be life, so that your skin doesn't burn off when you walk outside. It's like that's not living. 
No. People are going to look back and be like, oh my God, remember 2020 when all we had to do was wear that little cloth mask? <laughs> and then uh, um, older people are going to be like, remember 2019 when we didn't even wear a mask? It's like, no. that's where it's headed. And if they care so much, that's what they'd be thinking about. Yeah, once again, I say to your hypocrisy, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's silence. It. That's I say it. to your hypocrisy. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so they talked about a ton of other stuff, you know, Trump and all the shit. He's talked about the military and back in the courts, abortion. Yeah. And there was a lot of good information in there, but we just don't have time for it. And and, you know, you guys, obviously, you don't want to sacrifice us screaming and talking shit about Susan. No. In order to give you information from the debate. And you know what the what what he thinks about abortion. You know what she thinks. We know that they are packing the court. We know that they have put like 50 different fucking federal judges from no trump he's appointed over 200 federal judges but 53 of those judges are for the court of appeals and not one of them is black not one in the court of appeals that he's appointed that's fucked up that's important to know because we're going to end on this question about racial justice because that is what we do and what we need to make a very special note called you're packing the court with all white people, and we can't. Vice President Pence, let me pose the same question to you. In the case of Breonna Taylor, was justice done? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Well, our heart breaks for the loss of any innocent, any innocent American life. Oh, God, my and the family of Breonna Taylor has our sympathies. Mm-hmm. I feel they called her Breonna. Yeah. But I, I trust our justice system, a grand jury that refused the evidence. And it really is remarkable that as a former prosecutor, you would assume that an impaneled grand jury looking at all the evidence got it wrong. But uh, you're entitled to your opinion, Senator. I think, look, and with regard to George Floyd, there, there's no excuse for what happened to George Floyd. Justice will be served. Mm-hmm. But there's also no excuse for the rioting and looting that followed. I mean, it, it really is astonishing. Flora Westbrook is with us here tonight in Salt Lake City. Just a few weeks ago, I stood at what used to be uh, her salon. was burned to the ground by rioters and looters. And, and Flora is still trying to put her life back together. And I must tell you, this... Was she going to take the fly out of your hair? This presumption <laughs> that you hear consistently uh, from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris... That, uh, that America is systemically racist. Mm-hmm. And that, as Joe Biden said, that he believes that law enforcement has an implicit bias against minorities is, is a great insult to the men and women who serve in law enforcement. And I want everyone to know who puts on the uniform of law enforcement every day that President Trump and I stand with you. And it is remarkable that that when Senator Tim Scott tried to pass a police reform bill, brought together a group of Republicans and Democrats, Senator Harris, you got up and walked out of the room. Good. And then you filibustered Senator uh, Tim Scott's bill on the Senate floor that would have provided new accountability, new repeat resources. Look, we don't have to choose between supporting law enforcement, proving public safety, and supporting our African-American Yes, we do. Thank you, Vice President. Yes, we do. Minorities. 
Under President Trump's leadership, you, we will always stand with law enforcement and we'll do what we've done Vice from day Pence, one and thank is you. Your time is the up. lives of African Americans. Thank you, Vice Record President unemployment, Pence. record Vice investments Pence, in education, and up. we'll fight for school choice for all of our members. Thank you, Vice President. I'd like to respond. Senator Harris. I will not sit here and be lectured by the Vice President on what it means to enforce the laws of our country. I am the only one on this stage who has personally prosecuted everything from child sexual assault to homicide. You're the only one in the room, I'm, I'm sure. I'm the only one on this stage who has prosecuted the big banks for taking advantage of America's homeowners. I'm the only one on this stage who prosecuted for-profit colleges for taking advantage of our veterans. And the reality of this is that we are talking about an election in 27 days where last week the President of the United States took a debate stage in front of 70 million Americans and refused to condemn white supremacists. Not true. And yes, it is. It wasn't like he didn't have a chance. He didn't do it, and then he doubled down. And then he said, when so pressed, fuck off, Mike Pence. Stand back. Stand by. And this is a part of a pattern of Donald Trump's. You, he, was, he called Mexicans rapists and criminals. He instituted as his first act a Muslim ban. He, on the issue of Charlottesville, where people were peacefully protesting the need for racial justice, where a young woman was killed. And on the other side, there were neo-Nazis carrying tiki torches, shouting racial epithets, anti-Semitic slurs, and Donald Doug. Trump, when asked about it, said, Jewish. <laughs> there were fine people on both sides. This is who we have as the president Jesus. of the United States. Don't forget America, country. You deserve better. Joe Biden will be a president who brings our country together. Senator Harris. And, and, and recognizes no, the beauty in no, our diversity. No, Susan. And the fact Senator that we all Harris, have so you. much more no, in Susan, than No, Karen, no, no, Karen. <laughs> well, we don't really have time to give our final thoughts on it right. i mean i think it's pretty clear there was a there were a lot of you know pretty sharp moments between them that we didn't just we we didn't put in just because what's the point you know <laughs> what i mean but i was proud of her performance i thought she did great she just has a sparkle and oh, a vibe yes. that just gets you and sucks you in i thought you know they were both really practiced Mm-hmm. And that doesn't serve her as well. Like right. when she's right. when she's being so professional, which she's capable of doing. She's obviously right. brilliant mm-hmm. and accomplished and has been in many different scenarios where she needs to to be a certain, you know, way with mm-hmm. like a sort of a wall up. Um but we like her when she's more free flowing and smiling oh, and, and laughing and just having fun and yeah. just, you know, having fun, being hardcore yeah. and laughing and being right. And she wasn't really, she was very guarded and reserved. Um, but I think that that probably did serve her well for middle of the road people. Right. People who don't love a black woman. Right. People or who women don't love a woman. Mm-hmm. And that probably got them because she was very self-contained. Right. Um, she seemed very um, right, disciplined. Right. You know, these gonna... as women are hysterical. They don't have control. They're so right. angry. They're this, they're that. I think that what she did maybe didn't appeal to all of us who have already been on board, but to those people, I bet it did. 
Right, because they will look at Mike Pence and go, he's just so gentle, and he just is, he does, he is like very contained, like a gentleman, and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I said earlier before, it's like, I don't care. You can be as gentle and say your words as softly as you want, but you're still fucking putting a knife through my heart or my back or my eyeballs or trying to gay conversion therapy me or force me to have a baby or not letting me, you know, or shooting me in my bed or whatever it is. So I don't give a fuck how quiet you are and how gentlemanly you are. And yet people use that as a litmus test for how women are supposed to be. And it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's passive aggressive. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you to the five people who are still listening right now. <laughs> we want to urge all five of you to sign up for our Patreon podcast if you haven't already. It's $1 for one hour long podcast a week and $2 for two separate hour long podcasts per week. That's three hours of podcasts, including this one. And our Patreons are completely different than this. No politics, no ads, no structure, no rules. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. Yep, that's right. This is the perfect time to try it out. Every fucking show is affected by the coronavirus except our Patreon. It's literally the same random bullshit it was before the pandemic. We don't social distance from each other. We don't wear masks. We don't have guests on Zoom. If you're bored and you want to see what it's like, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down to the September 11th episode. From it's last year. Weird. <laughs> it's free and unlocked. All you have to do is press play. And listen to our dumb gayness. And that show is just like the shows we do every week. We never evolve. It's like our drug den is a time capsule. September 11th, 2019 was probably just like September wow. 11th, 2020. Right. The show didn't change at all. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Kamala fucking Harris making hit her story. Oh, her mm. story. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Want something visual that's not too abysmal? We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. 
Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hit, hit, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 